Life insurance has a good and bad reputation. For those of you who have lost a loved one, it has provided much needed money for the family. The families that never had this experience, well, it can seem like a waste of money. There are three core life insurance types with many options. Today, we're gonna to give you the questions you didn't know you should be asking when looking at life insurance. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey everyone, this is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of the Smarter Vet Podcasts. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment in their finances. For those of you listening for the first time, we have other resources available for you on our website, such as complimentary race CEs that we hold every month, assessments, videos, and articles. You can find them by visiting www.flvetadvisors.com. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about life insurance. And life insurance for many of us can seem very complicated. And some policies are complicated. There are calculators upon calculators, and some of them almost feel like they need a PhD in life insurance to understand. So let's start by talking about why people purchase life insurance to begin with. Sally, she's a veterinarian, 35 years old, married to William. They have two kids, ages five and seven. Now, Sally and William have always just relied on the life insurance that they had through their employer. And one day they found out that their neighbor had died, passed away prematurely and left behind two kids himself without a whole lot of life insurance to, to, to have protected the family. And that's got... Sally and William kind of thinking in their minds, like, how much life insurance should we have? Like, do we have enough? Are we okay with the amount that we have if it's just through our employer? And that age old question popped into their heads, how much life insurance do we need? They go online to find a worksheet. They decide to use Google Advisor. Oh, Google Advisor. Is that Google Advisor? Is that like Dr. Google? Yeah, that, that infamous Dr. Google <laughs> that all of you might know. They go online and find that worksheet, started calculating their mortgage balance because that's what it asked for, the student loans, all their car loans, how much money that they want to have in cash, and even what would be necessary to put their both of their kids through school. Of course, a lot of it is just guesswork. No one actually knows what college is going to cost. So then they buy that amount, right? Matching the total amount of expenses on that worksheet, right? That they found online. There's so many calculators out there. They're pretty much all the same where they just basically list a bunch of expenses. You put in what you expect them to be. Granted, like, you know, how much do you want to, how much do you want to leave behind for college? Like, I mean, how much is college going to cost? It's kind of hard to, yeah, like it's kind of impossible to know. I squeezed four years of college into six. I was just very talented that way. And so knowing how, knowing a lot of these expenses is almost impossible. And so they go buy that amount of insurance, which hopefully what, what it really did is it just makes sure that the goals that they had, had they lived, just those certain goals are met. And it's not taken into account really much of anything else. And the biggest thing that was not taken into a consideration, if you can think about it, like, what's the one thing in that calculator in those and all those expense calculators that didn't, what's the one question that it should have asked that it didn't. And the question that it probably should have asked is how much income does that person make? Because at the end of the day, life insurance is not to replace expenses. It's to replace income that was lost because somebody passed away. So why isn't on that worksheet? 
I don't know, because insurance companies want you to buy the bare minimum. I, I, I have no idea, right? We can only guess what insurance companies really are trying to do whenever they just give you a list of expenses that, that you want to calculate. And they're not asking you how much income is actually lost over the course of someone's lifetime. And this actually brings up a great point here of the at old yin and yang of you know, the need versus want. Are we getting what we need or is it versus what we want in life insurance? And there's two different ways that the purpose of life insurance can be viewed. And either it's to pay for expenses that are expected, like earlier, like we were talking about, or is it to replace the income of that one person when they prematurely pass away? And in one of our previous episodes, we actually talked about human life value. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, well, maybe you should pause this episode and listen back. Or once you're done with this one, make sure to go back and listen to that episode. So there's some questions that you should be asking when, when you're talking about and looking at life insurance. And the first one you might want to look at is, well, how much income does someone want to replace for their family if they died unexpectedly? Just as a, as a side note, which is completely subjective, right? It is. So, you know, you can't like the same answer to that question. Like you, I think that's going to be different for everybody. It's going to be different for a lot of people. We all have different desires and different things that we want. So another question that is, do you want to leave behind enough for the remaining for your spouse or for your family to have a little bit of spending money? Or what would you say is the other option, CJ? The other option is to just pay for a laundry list of things that you knew that you wanted to cover, right? Those goals, like in a worksheet, or do they fully want to fully replace their income so the surviving spouse can be completely worry-free and be able to take time off to, of work, to grieve, and have enough time to focus on being a parent to the kids without needing to work? I mean, I think that's potentially the optimal scenario. Yeah. I would believe that's the optimal scenario too, because especially if someone is no longer in the in the picture anymore, it's it's a very sad circumstance. But then also having to worry about finances at the same time. Uh, well, and and it's it's kind of funny, like with with car insurance. People listening here should uh, you know car insurance. Everyone kind of knows about right. Like they, everyone has it, or most people have it. And if you were to just think about car insurance, like if you wrecked your car, right? You had a thirty thousand dollar car and you wrecked it. Would you want the insurance company to replace the whole car or just certain pieces of that car? So what pieces would I be replacing? Because well, I like my hood. The hood, the sunroof. Okay. Maybe the engine. I really like my radio too. So Yeah. You know, I mean, those, hopefully the radio is it's fine. I, like, I guess unless you drove it into a pond or something like that, hopefully the radio is still okay. But I mean, uh, can you, <laughs> I don't know how to take that. I, I mean, I, kudos to you if you know how to take the radio out. I don't, I don't even know how to do I've, that. I've stuff. had some experience in my days. Oh my goodness. That was like when you had, never mind. Yeah. In your days. Uh, oh man, the good old days when you're young and want subwoofers in the trunk. Mm-hmm. So I used to have one of those. <laughs> pop-up dvd players too when you pushed it and then the screen would come out <laughs> oh that was fun you had one of those i did oh that's that's incredible with, i didn't with, with the subwoofer oh, I, okay i didn't go that far but yeah that's a that's a whole new level like you totally got me beat on that one mm-hmm. now we we recognize that you can't uh, you can't really assign a value it's impossible to replace someone entirely but it might be the best scenario for someone to at least be able to fully replace that person's income thus providing the least amount of stress in the most stressful situation. If you want to know more about it, again, Tom mentioned it before. There's an entire podcast episode around human life value. Go, go listen to it whenever you have the chance. But today's episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into also not just now that we've talked about the purpose, right? Now we can talk about the types of insurance because the first question you want to ask is, what's the amount of insurance do I want to leave behind? That mm-hmm. will then allow you to answer which type of life insurance you would want. 
there are three different types of insur- life insurance out there. And you know, this sometimes can be, be thought of there's only a couple. However, for the sake of it, there are three most common ones that we all hear about. And the first one that we talk about is term insurance. When you're looking for the most amount of coverage, so you're like, I want to provide the most amount that I possibly can. This is usually the direction you would go because it doesn't cost you as much per month. There's not as much money you're going to have to pay for it. And this is simply a pure insurance. So think of it like when you buy auto insurance, basically if nothing ever happens, paid for it, you had it, gave you a, a, a peace of mind. Same thing too, of like if, if you were to rent a house, same thing if like you don't actually have full ownership of it. If you don't use it, meaning like you don't pass away, then you pretty much lose it. Your family gets nothing, you really get nothing for it. However, during that time, if something did happen, well, it was there and it provided that comfort for you. Right. It's a, it's a pure, like, yeah, right. Coming back to what you're saying, it's a pure protection. Correct. Right. And then term insurance, it's for a specific term. Mm-hmm. When it comes to term insurance too, there, it actually breaks down into subcategories, which can also be a little bit confusing at the same time. There's a, there's a type of coverage that actually every year will increase in value or not increase in value, but actually increase in the amount that you pay for the, the coverage yeah. as you go up, uh, as you get older. And they refer to this one as yearly renewable term. And it goes up because you get, you're getting older, right? Every year you get older, so you get closer to dying. So the cost to insure you goes up. And then there's another option, what they call level term. And basically what that's doing for a certain time period, it could be 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. I think they've even had 40 years now. Uh, there's so many different types. What it you what you're doing is you're locking in that cost for that time period, and you end up paying it every year, twice a year, every month, depending on the amount, how how often you want to pay for it. However, this coverage doesn't mean that it's done once that term period is over. So if you bought coverage for 20 years, it doesn't mean that your policy is done and over with. It just turns into the first type that we talked about is yearly renewable term. So they're going to base the the cost of it on uh, determined off of how old you are at that time. Right. So a lot of them, you're saying like a lot of them, they start off as like, it's guaranteed to be at, you know, X amount of premium for 20 years. And then in the 21st year, if you wanted to keep it, you probably could pay the additional premium, but you could just let it go. Most of the time people will be around retirement age or their kids are in college now. And they're like, it's just too much money. What's the point of the coverage anymore? And then like, you know, the last variation of term insurance is you've got group insurance. And there are caps on how much you can get. Most of the time, if you leave employers, it's something that goes away. Sometimes your employer will pay for it for you. The challenge is with this type of coverage is that basically, if you, like I said a second ago, if you leave, you might not actually have life insurance anymore. And your cost is based off of a group. They basically take everyone in that pool and then they split that cost or share the cost. And depending on your age is what the price, how the price is determined. So and I think that's why a lot of people get individual coverage is because then they don't have to worry about if they're going from job to job, right? The individual coverage is locked in. It stays the same. It doesn't really change when you move jobs. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be there. And you can, you can get a lot more typically through individual insurance than you can through group insurance. Right. Well, and when, when you're young, usually it's always better to go for individual coverage because, well, you're the healthiest. Cheap. It's going to be the cheapest. Right. Uh, you lock in your health, especially if you wait till at some point you lose your group and now you want individual. And let's say you're, you know, it's about 15, 20 years later and your health has changed and everything else. Like there could be a chance it's going to cost you a lot more or at the same standpoint, you might not be able to get any. So we've seen many instances where that happens. And even young people, right? Oh yeah. Even young people. 
It was a, uh, uh, it's funny because a lot of people don't realize that there are certain things that can stop you from getting life insurance that wouldn't, you wouldn't ever think that they could. Crazy things where it's like, and it's happened to us before where someone, you know, we're going through a life insurance application and we hit that question and they say yes. And we go, oops, oops. Well, yep. we can forget about life insurance. Yep. So it's yep. important to, it's important to be aware of what can really do that, especially when it comes to lifestyle choices that, you know, could, could stop it. Right. Cause maybe, maybe we wouldn't make certain lifestyle choices if, if we knew that it could, it could hurt our chances of getting life insurance. And that's even things like if you're going to go skydiving or if you are getting a pilot's license or, you know, it's, it's not just health stuff. It can be other things as well. Of so. course. And it's, you know, what did they call it? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. So until yeah. you know about it, you just don't do anything about it or you just let it sit there in the back. And then all of a sudden, like our story earlier, I, I need to start looking into it now because something happened. Which is cool. Like, I hope this podcast is a catalyst to, to mm -hmm. for people to go, you know what? I need to, I need to know more about this stuff. Right. Of course. Um, although Dr. Google, we don't recommend him. So yeah, be careful. Uh, be careful. <laughs> you know, well, ask, it, ask people. And with this life insurance too, there are some term insurance policies that are convertible into what we call permanent. And we're going to go through, there's two different types that we're going to go through. And these options at some point, like when you do buy a term insurance policy, you want to be very careful on the company you go with because they have different options that are available, which might fit what you're looking for. Or at the end of the day, you might find out, well, it's not quite what I wanted. So term insurance can be and sometimes changed over to permanent. So CJ, what would you say the second type of life insurance option is that we have? So the second type of life insurance we will talk about is universal life insurance. Now, the first kind term insurance can sometimes be convertible to what they call a universal life insurance or a whole life insurance policy. Now, universal insurance has a component inside of it where the cost to insure a person goes up over time. And there's a certain amount of money that you're putting into it that goes to a cash value or some kind of aspect that has a growth component to it. So the money that you put towards it goes to the cash value and the cost to insure you. It may fit in certain situations, but by and large, it may not fit in every person's situation. And it typically requires more cash flow than term insurance. But any additional money that you're putting in the contract, that's going to go to that other account, that side account that has some sort of growth component to it. But by and large, it's not something that every person should own, right? So the insurance company has to still pay out claims when people die. So there's a certain cost associated with every person that they insure because they got to make sure that they have money on hand to, to pay out to the people that do pass away, the families that event happens to. So, you know, the insurance... Yeah, that, so that term insurance inside of it kind of it it can go it goes up over time because you get closer to dying, mm -hmm. kind of like term insurance, right? So that term insurance component inside there it gets it gets so as it goes up, if you're not funding the the policy properly, and this comes back to the purpose of the insurance, right? Universal insurance carries a certain purpose, and depending on the purpose inside of that person's life, will then depend on whether or not universal insurance is a good idea. Right. So, you know, taking those things into consideration because there's very specific reasons why people would want universal life insurance. Some, some are good. Some of them are bad. There's many different ways that you can, you, you there's so many different life insurance. There's universal insurance. You have a bunch of different subcategories too. Just like term insurance had a couple of subcategories. So maybe, it's important to know not all universal life insurance is the same. Maybe we can have a whole episode on the different types of universal insurance at some point if other people want to hear it. 
I mean, I mean, if, if people want to hear it, they need to go to our website and tell us. Cause I mean, that, I don't know if people, that might be a snooze fest. I it don't could know. Be. I mean, we'll uh, add some, we'll add some liveliness to it to make it a little bit more exciting. Right. Yeah. Like are we talking balloons and cake? Cause I'm yes. down for that. Yep. I'm and always fireworks. down for cake. Fireworks too. So fireworks. <laughs> so the, the third type of life insurance, why don't you go into the, the third type? So this type of insurance actually can get mixed up a lot with universal insurance. And the third type of insurance is called whole life insurance. I had mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, life insurance has a good and bad reputation. And I always say, make sure you get the facts before you are making the decision. So whole life insurance is not universal insurance, but they tend to get interchanged with each other. Universal and whole life insurance are guaranteed to be around for your entire life. But the main thing is that whole life insurance is a little bit more straightforward with funding and universal life insurance, you might have to monitor it a little bit more closely to make sure that you're putting enough money into it over time. Whole life does require the most amount of cash flow up front in comparison to term and universal, which is why, you know, universal tends to be a little bit more attractive for people. But the main thing that I would make sure to consider is the type of coverage. Like there are contractual guarantees inside the policy. And depending on the type of policy, those guarantees can differ. So to give some clarity that there are investments in some types of universal policies that can assume a risk of loss. And at the same time, when there is the chance of losing money in them, which you know when you think of the purpose of life insurance, is that what you want your life insurance to do is potentially lose money. This can fit in, of course, certain circumstances, and it usually just depends on some criteria. We actually narrowed it down to two different pieces. The first one is if you're a world-class saver. So if a world-class saver, you know, CJ, what is, what is a world-class saver? Someone who saves a lot of their income. Yeah, they save a lot. Well, from our, from our definition, what is it, 20% of your gross income? Some or people, more. Yeah, or more. Sometimes or more. people, their jaws drop and they're like, their eyes get big, their jaws drop, and they're like, that's a lot. But if you are saving a lot of money and you're, you know, one, it's going to put you in a very good financial position. Our clients do it. Yeah, our clients do all of that. A lot of a lot of them are able to do it, and they, you know, their eyes were big at first, and then eventually get to a spot where they're doing, it and they're like, "Wow, this isn't okay. Well, this is cool." Yeah, and then those people who do save a lot, they become what we call high net worth individuals. Like they eventually, once they save enough and they start earning, people we work with, their whole goal over time is they save, they become that. Or if you have a certain amount of assets. You might want to try to consider converting some of that over into a policy, which could help be able to balance out your savings. Well, it's got, it's just got, it, you just got to remember that there's a purpose to it, right? So mm-hmm. it's got to have a, it's got to have a reason, but there's got to be, and there's not just like one or two reasons. There's got to be like a lot of reasons for right. you to actually want to own it. Right. So some people will come to us where they, they're older in life and they have a high net worth because they've been saving and saving and saving. And, you know, sometimes whole life insurance can serve a purpose in their plan. Sometimes not. It's a person by person thing. It's kind of like timing. medication. Timing too. Timing and medic like medication is never there's not one medication that should be prescribed to every single person on this planet. Even multivitamins have difference have differences between the the different kinds and different like some people need more iodine, some people need less iodine. Multivitamins confuse me. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it's for people with thyroid issues and things like they say iodine's really good or whatever. So, like, you know, it it comes back to that idea of financial products should be seen as medications, and depending on the person, depending on the purpose, depending on the strategy that they have overall, the whole life insurance should not be the first go-to place when it comes to building assets to pay off their student loans or to pay off the taxes that they're going to owe on the difference that's forgiven. 
the three different types that we actually talked about. So we're term insurance, universal insurance, life insurance, and whole life insurance. If you want us to have a whole nother episode about these different variations, you know, go to our website, leave us a comment, go to contact us, just let us know. We love to get a lot of feedback from it. But there are two main things. Well, actually, just one main thing you should really look at after all of this is the company. When you are buying coverage, there is a thing what they call a Comdex rating. So they rank all of the insurance companies from 100 all the way down to zero. And when you're considered 100, you're like the best of the best. Companies that are over a 90 tend to be in pretty good financial standpoint. They're in the top 10 percentile of insurance companies and anything below that, you would just want to take caution. And then at the same time, depending on the company, there are different what they call conversion options. So we talked earlier, if you bought term insurance, that term insurance can be turned into a permanent type coverage like universal or whole life. Depending on the purpose or what you're going to use it for, just always keep that in mind. Do you feel like you want to get more direction in your finances or that you're getting one-sided financial advice? We have a complimentary assessment that is actually available right on the homepage of our website at flvetadvisors.com. You'll see a big red button that says test my plan. Take you a couple minutes to complete it. If you're really curious to know more, like could I be taking my plans to the next level? Don't wait. Don't delay. Go take it right now. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Zico. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seiko are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seiko's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. All whole life insurance policy guarantees subject to the timely payment of all required premiums and the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Policy loans and withdrawals affect the guarantees by reducing the policy's death benefit and cash values. Some whole life policies do not have cash values in the first two years of the policy and don't pay a dividend until the policy's third year. Talk to the financial representative and refer to the individual whole life policy illustration for more information. Permanent life insurance consists of two types, whole life and universal life. Cash value grows in a participating whole life policy through dividends, which are declared annually by the company's board of directors and are not guaranteed. Cash value grows in a universal life policy through credited interest and decrease insurance costs. The cash value of both policy types benefits when the policyholder pays an amount above the required premium. Universal life insurance may last prematurely due to the inadequate funding, low or no premium, increasing cost of insurance rate as the insured grows older, and a lower interest crediting rate. This does not apply to universal life policies which have a secondary guarantee, but if the secondary guarantee requirements are not met, the policy will most likely lapse. Comdex is not a rating, but a composite of all ratings that a company has received from the major rating agencies, AM Best, Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and Fitch. Comdex percentile ranks the companies on a scale of 1 to 100, with 100 being the best. 2022140 766 expires July 2024.